Hello, everybody, and uh, welcome to, um, I guess, episode two yeah. of, uh, of our uh, podcast here. Uh, we did finally come up with a name. What, what, what did we come up with there? I, I thought you knew. No, I, actually, I have no I, clue what it is. I actually totally forgot what we came up with. Yeah. I it was yours. I think we're going to call it homology. There we go. Homology oh, works. It is. There we go. That's it. This is great times. So uh, anyway, we have a we do have a new person on the team here. We brought in Don Mumal, Hello, and um, he's going to help us moderate. Um, sometimes uh, when you get me and Nate in the same room, we get a little <laughs> over technical. Uh, so Don's going to help gonna keep, keep us... everybody straight in here. That's right. <laughs> so uh, so Don, why don't you at least uh, at least uh, introduce yourself a little bit? Give us a little bit of your background. Yeah, what you Dame, my name's Don Mumal. I've been in the industry for over twenty years, and uh, Got a wealth of knowledge in all aspects of HVAC, plumbing, and electric, and home solutions. So, looking forward to helping you guys out here today. So, excellent. Yeah. Also, certified teacher. I am a certified teacher. Wow. Yeah, you got now it. you're really gonna keep us special. Mind. That's exactly. I did not know this. And a coach. I love coaching. So, uh, well, teacher in the room, we're gonna have to all behave. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Okay. I did not. Well, know let's that. jump in. All let's, right, man. Let's talk all about right. energy news. What do you guys think about gas prices? crazy absolutely absurd i can't remember exactly what it was last week when we talked but i think only a week ago it was only it was it was what 275 285 yeah, yeah. and i just filled up before we came here at 299 so who knows i mean at that yeah. rate it's going to be it's going to be at six dollars by christmas right so it does not seem like it's stopping anytime <laughs> soon. it's not going to go down anytime soon it's I'm not yeah. sure of that so how does that pertain to hvc plumbing uh, where, where do you guys see How do you see that impacting our industry and how can we help our yeah. customers? Yeah, so when we, I guess when we look at that, I mean, we're looking at a lot of the, basically the crude oil price, I mean, right. price, per, price per barrel. So when we're talking about that aspect of it, then we start looking at um, things like heating oil, for instance. Um, heating oil seems to be taking the same path as gas right now. Um, it's up to about 275 a gallon. Um, yeah, like I said, I mean, I just, I just filled up my oil tank and beginning of February, I guess it was, and it was uh, about 520 some dollars then um, for 250 gallons. So, uh, and we're probably almost out of that by now. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the good news. Just to do it again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, and that then doesn't really stop there either. I mean, propane um, seems to be going on the rise too. And uh, basically all aspects of if you're using any kind of fossil fuel for heating your home, um, it doesn't really seem like it's stopping anytime soon. So, right. so one of the other things that's pretty interesting about uh, oil and the costs, um, a lot of people don't realize, so in our area, we do have a lot yeah. of people that burn oil, um, but what people don't realize is that just an eighth inch of soot inside of their oil burner yeah. is worth like about an R30 insulation value. Yeah. It's just an incredible amount of, of insulation. So it's, it's very, very important to keep those heat exchangers clean because when you're gonna pay this kind of money for fuel oil, you don't want that going out the chimney. If that's going to insulate the heat into the burner, that means that's going right from there into your chimney and out through the top. So you're going to burn yeah. a lot more, a lot more fuel, and get a lot more into the home uh, because of that. So, so, what are some things? Could what could I do? I mean, I'm I'm just going to play a little dumb here. Sure. If I'm a homeowner, what 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 can I do? Clean it. Maintain. Yeah, clean it. <laughs> <laughs> Who should I call? You should. You well. Should. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're we're a little biased on that. I mean, we're yeah, obviously going to say bit. Vertex. That's exactly. Um, but any any you know heating heating professional really, I mean, just getting somebody out there, taking it apart, making sure we get all the soot vacuumed out, and everything like that, and 
just to kind of touch on that again there, Vince, I mean, when we talk about insulation value, sometimes we could, you know, associate that with good insulation value. Is right. Good, right. In this case, it's, it's really bad. Uh, yeah. You know, if we're insulating that heat exchanger, um, we're not allowing the heat to actually go where it's meant to be yeah. uh, in the air or in the water for that matter. Um, and it's going right out of the chimney and you're basically just taking all your dollars that you just spent in fuel and throwing them right out of the chimney. Yeah. So. Yeah. The, other thing that, the other thing that high fuel prices do, but like back, uh, back in whenever that was, I think it was like 2008 or maybe it was 10, uh, when we were seeing $4 a gallon yeah. on, on fuel, uh, people start looking at alternatives because oil yep. turns out to be very, very expensive right. to burn. And so you will see people convert over to heat pumps or geothermal yep. or even just a gas heat if it's available. If they have natural gas in the street, that's a very, very nice option. I would yep. do that every day of the week. Um, propane's another option. You, you usually have to have an investment there of a tank or something like that yep. or a place to put it. Right. But uh, high fuel prices, uh, when it comes to our industry, will definitely drive the, the, those kinds of upgrades right. and changes. Yeah. So uh, the other yeah. Thing I, yeah. The other thing I think is important just to touch on there, because um, I think it sometimes it can be a little bit confusing to to a homeowner um, when we tar- start talking about fossil fuels. You know, we, we kind of associate sometimes we say oil. You know, we don't really prefer, prefer oil. Um, oil is not so good to, for heating because it is expensive and and it's a fossil fuel. So sometimes what happens is homeowners will associate fuel oil with all kinds of fossil fuels are bad Um, and that's not that's not really the case i mean i don't know if you want to touch on it a little bit like why is propane like a propane boiler um, more efficient than an oil boiler right well that's a good question so oil boilers generally are an on-off so i mean it's sort of like having a corvette with a v8 in it yeah you either you know but the only difference is instead of having a throttle you have an on-off switch right and so that's really what it is it's all or it's nothing and so that's the way those work. When we can get into uh, the gas boilers, doesn't matter if it's natural gas or propane, they have modulation capabilities. Most of them are very, very small, very, very compact. And where they get their efficiency is that they will actually, uh, like the throttle on a car, they will actually match the speed, shall we say, of how fast the house is losing the right. heat. And so therefore you're not overheating the water, you're only heating to what you need to. There's a big, big difference in heating the water to 180 degrees, which is what an oil boiler will do yep. every single time. That's its only target, 180 degrees. If you were to take that same oil boiler and say, I only want to make 140 degrees, you would see a significant burn rate change in where your yeah. your energy costs are going to come down. The problem with oil is, and why we don't do that, is because if we don't keep the stack temperature, the, the temperature in the chimney hot enough, it'll actually try to condense inside the chimney and then yeah. that'll destroy the chimney. It'll actually eat away at the inside of the chimney, creating all kinds of other issues. So you gotta be very, very careful, but with natural gas or or propane gas, we'll vent right out the side of the house in PVC pipe. And the reason we do PVC yeah. pipe or any kind of plastic pipe for that matter is because of the fact that it is an acidic um, uh, condensation that happens inside of that, but it is coming out so cool that it actually turns itself back into water and that's how you get all of a sudden 96 percent which it means only four cents on the dollars going out the chimney yep. instead of 14 or 15 cents out the chimney so big big difference in all that it is a big yep. difference yeah that's what we consider just you know if you hear the term anywhere um when you're doing research or anything like that that's what we refer to as condensing boilers mm-hmm. um that's because you know that the, like ben said the the exhaust gas is a much lower temperature so when it does hit the air it does condense um, and that's why it drains back, and that's why we can use PVC because it's much lower than 
uh, like an oil boiler or something like that. Well, and one of the other things about gas is gas is a very, very clean burning yeah. um, fuel also, even though they're all called fossil fuels because they all, at the end of the day, do come, you know, uh, from, from the earth, shall we say. Um, the, um, the, the, the gas products uh, that are in, you know, we, we have very, very low um, uh, carbon footprint on that. So yeah. versus oil. Oil is going to burn dark. It's going to burn black. Um, has a lot more stuff to it when it's going up the chimney, whereas uh, gas, uh, your particles are going to be quite a bit less. And uh, so that's where we see that. And really the reality is I, I look at when you burn natural gas or propane gas, uh, you know, those are... Uh, very green ways of heating a home, even though they're not considered green because they're a fossil fuel. Right, so. right. Yeah, so, I mean, we're kind of spending a, lo a little bit longer time on, on this topic here, but um, I think it's important for, for homeowners to know and understand the difference a little bit. So if we flip that on the other end of the spectrum and we start talking about heat pumps and geothermal, um, just to touch on them a little bit, as far as, like, that's, like, straight, we're using electric, you know, for that heat and that kind of thing, too. So that's good um, and it also turns into like electric baseboard and things like that um, you know there you are getting a hundred percent of your you know efficiency match with electric baseboard however you know if you put one dollar of electric in you're gonna get a dollar back out it's just that kilowatt is is very expensive so that's why um, just to kind of show the difference between those two and, and, and why we have the difference yeah I think next week would be a great option I yeah. think we, we ought to take some time here and explain how the heat pumps work I think it's kind of a, a misconception. We kind of went through the 80s and 90s when heat pumps, heat pumps started coming to the market. Yep. Uh, let's just face it, they weren't, they weren't, they aren't the same as today. Let's just put it that way. Uh, they kind of got a bad rap. Uh, you know, those of us that have been in the industry for a very, very long time, let's just face it, we, I mean, when we were given a heat pump, we installed it the same as we were installing an oil furnace or a gas furnace. And now, after many years of being in the market, we realized our uh, the, the error of our ways, shall we say. Yeah, and uh, now we know how to do it in a, in a fashion that can make a house very, very comfortable. And in a lot of cases, it is the most energy efficient way of doing a home. Um, again, depending on their situation, what yeah. they have to deal with. Sure. So yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah. I mean, I'm supposed to keep you guys accountable. So um, <laughs> spent a lot of good time on energy. Nate, if, if a homeowner wants to get advice or something like yeah. that, check our website out. Give us a call. Is that yeah, absolutely. Our, yeah, we have yeah. a brand new website, so just check that out. It's it's good info. Yeah, I mean, if you're coming directly from the podcast and you know just just say hey, you want to talk to Nate and you heard about it on the podcast, and I'd be more than happy to to provide any further information on any of that stuff. Absolutely. Cool. Well, I think we have to jump right into our weekly topic, which is yeah. uh, indoor air quality. I mean, it's coming into the springtime, allergies, odors, things like that. So what are some uh, indoor air quality options that, that we might have? Sure. Any, any good stories that you guys want to tell? Let's, well, let's I tell you what. So, I mean, obviously the, the whole COVID thing over the past year has been a significant yeah. topic uh, that's, that's been in the front of a, a lot of us in the industry. Um, looking for whatever ways we possibly can. Um, filtration has always been, you know, one of the number one ways of dealing with a lot of your pollens and things like that, because let's just face it, a pollen particle is actually much larger than some of the other things we're dealing with. Well, pollen particle versus a virus particle, very, very, very different. I mean, you're talking about, I mean, pollen's easy to catch compared to something that's in a, in a virus size. So it, it becomes really, really challenging. Um, and then the other thing is too, is you gotta be careful as you filter the air in front of your heating and air conditioning system, 
that you don't over filter it because if you all of a sudden put something in there it catches literally everything that comes past well then you could be so restrictive that you start dealing with the efficiency of the equipment and you can actually shorten the life of a piece right. of equipment by not getting the air over it so that forces us to look at things beyond filtration and and when you do that you got to look at things like you know uv lights and and other air purification uh devices uh uv lights has been on the market for quite some time has been popular um it would not be my first choice when it comes to trying to deal with um anything that is airborne and contaminant where UV lights work really well is when they have what we call uh, contact time. So in other words, if you shine a UV light on something for five, six, 10 seconds, a minute, two minutes, your effective rate goes way, way up because that's what's happening. UV is gonna kill that particle. But when something is flying by it and literally gets literally a snapshot of a picture against that UV light, because if a particle is going in your airstream, it's going past your UV light, it's only seeing it for a second. In that amount of time, it's just not enough time to deal with it. So UV lights in, inside of a duct system are great with dealing with uh, you know, things that could grow on the coils or inside yeah. the unit, right. but they are not the greatest for, uh, for trying to kill a virus particle that's going past. At most, it might give it a little bit of a tan, maybe a sunburn at best, <laughs> but it's not gonna necessarily kill so it. So what's, yeah. what's the best solution? I mean, what, if you, you you had the say in everybody's house. Yeah, what yeah. Would you, <laughs> there you what go. Would you, yeah, so what do you recommend? What do you guys recommend? Right. I mean, I think it's fair to say that you can almost you can break that you can break that down a little bit farther, right? So you can say that they have um, there's active technology when it mm -hmm. comes to filtration and purification, um, and there's also what's called passive technology when it comes to filtration and purification as well. So yep. um, what Vince was describing as far as UV lights and, and filters and things, I mean, those are passive. Uh, the air particles and the things in the air actually have to hit those separate devices. Uh, the thing, the stuff, the air that's basically not getting back um, to that system or to that UV light, um, it's not doing anything for that. Um, so that's where it really comes into active technology, um, which in what we recommend in a lot of homes and what we all have in our homes basically here at Vertex um, is what's called an air scrubber. Um, air scrubber uses what's called active technology, um, which actually basically puts negatively charged particles into the air. Uh, it sends that out through the airstream, uh, and it's attracting every little bit of dust and dirt that it comes in contact with. So, um, you know, the, the small particles of dust that if the sun shines through the window at the right angle, um, and you see those kind of little floating dust particles, yeah. uh, what it's going to do is, when we have all these, these negatively charged ions coming out of your, the vents in your home, it's going to see those, and it's going to basically form them into a big clump um, so that it falls down to the ground because it comes very heavy. Um, so then from there, it does one of two things. It's either heavy enough to get back through the return duct work and utilize a, a good fil filter, um, something like a media filter is usually what we recommend, um, or it's going to be swept up off the floor um, when you go So to does that mean so. that I might only have to do cleaning and dusting once a, a month rather than, because <laughs> I might be able to sell one to my wife. Yeah, I tell you yeah. what you will do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You will be, all of a sudden, if you have a bag with a sweeper, you're going to be cleaning that out a lot more often. Yeah, okay. My yeah, wife so. used to do it once a month. Now I'm down, I mean, I have to do it at least, at least twice a month, if not more right, often. Right, wow. Those heavier particles inside of that, that bag list are getting caught in the filters the way they're supposed to. Yeah. But it's a lot more effective. It's picking it up faster, and it's yeah. getting hung up faster. So yeah. it's doing its thing. But that's one thing. As, as if you're the guy responsible to keep that bag with sweeper working, 
Get ready. <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah, so, I mean, like, after, you'll definitely notice an increase in dust after, like, the first two weeks that yeah. it's installed. Um, after that first two weeks, then, then you start to notice a little bit of a decrease in dust. Uh, but it's what not about really, with, like, pets and stuff like that? Well, that, that helps out there, too? Yeah, same kind of thing. Uh, yeah. Just because it's making it heavier, um, it's falling to the ground. It's not in the... Uh, basically in where you're the air that you're breathing okay so. one of the things i'll say is every every home when it comes to dust inside of a home every home is so different yeah. i mean we get into houses that you know they they you know whatever they they have three pets and they have you know maybe they have a certain type of carpet and or, or whatever and their house is extremely dusty and you go to another person they might have also a few pets but whatever reason they have a hard, lot of hardwood things like that yep. So every house is a little bit different how to, how it's going to behave in the line of the dust content itself and, and how much it's going to be. But either way, over time, it should reduce whatever you're at now. It should reduce it. It may not elim- It's never going to eliminate it. Um, that would be a miracle yeah. if we could figure that out. Every yeah. housewife in this world would actually be <laughs> right now. So it'll um, it'll also. I have a 13 year old boy that doesn't like take showers. So that'll help with that too, right? With there the you go. Hey, well, it does so, help with odors. Yeah, okay. it does so help with that's odors. good. There's some um, value there. Yeah. How how does it help with uh, things like uh, coronavirus and stuff like that? I mean, that's that's a huge topic yep. right now in, in the world. And is there any benefits to that? So there, there is. I mean, again, when you talk start talking about uh, the, the the ions getting out into the airstream, when they collect onto something else, the best way I can explain it is that it's going to it's going to expel its energy into whatever it's sitting. So whether it's a dust particle yep. or it's a coronavirus, uh, you know, particle or whatever, um, it's going to literally enter, de-energize in in a way into that into that particle. So therefore, it, it works a little bit like a bug zapper. Um, and how it does, yeah. or or the or another way to describe it. I mean, any surface that that air is touching is being sanitized as it's running. So it's sort of like wiping your surfaces down with hydrogen peroxide on a regular basis. The longer it runs, the more it runs, the more things are getting sanitized. And we have seen it be very very effective. In fact, I'm not sure you would do it better than me, Nate. But yeah. um, I think Active Tech, who is the manufacturer. Of, of the air scrubber has done some very extensive testing directly they on have, that, and, yeah. uh, and I think they got their contact times way down. On yeah, that, right? they have. So um, they they basically did two different two different studies on it. Um, the the first study when it, when they first started testing it against the coronavirus and things like that, um, they came out and they were they were basically just testing their active pure technology, um, which is specifically patented to the air scrubber and and. Uh, Arius uh, is the company that manufactures it, but that's specifically patented to them. Um, so when they tested it against that, they found just that alone um, had a 97% um, kill rate against the coronavirus, um, and that was in the first seven hours that it was okay. born. So okay. uh, they just recently did another study, and that was using the, it does have a UV light built inside of it as well, uh, along with the active pure technology, um, and they've recently got that study back. Um, and it actually kills coronavirus within uh, 99.97% okay. um, within the first three minutes of it being oh, wow. airborne. So uh, pretty significant there. Uh, it's also used on the, the space shuttle as well. Um, it's, it's patented uh, by NASA as well. So they use it on there. So it must do something. If, if yeah. So, so these air scrubbers, um, difficult install? Is this for everybody or is it just for a select few people? Is yeah. It, take hours upon hours to put in or what are we doing? Uh, these things are really easy to install i yeah. mean we uh we can install them generally within you know under an hour for sure it depends a little bit on, on the yeah. wiring situation but they do install for it's a it's a nice plug-in unit that 
you can plug it in just about every type of uh, every type of heating system that's out there. Um, if you don't have a, a duct system, then yeah. there's in room ver uh, versions. There's also one small enough that you could actually do a per room type of thing, uh, or even use that one for inside of a vehicle. I mean, so if you're yeah, really okay. trying to manage, uh, you know, dragging anything around, or yeah. or again, smells. Um, one of the things that's pretty amazing about the, this particular product is so not only does it kill coronavirus really well, but if you have a, you know, hey, let's face it, for all the man caves out there, uh, if you want to smoke that cigar and, and you don't want your wife to know about it, your chances go up significantly if you have one of these inside the room. So um, you, these things will help eat, eat smoke, eat the, those kinds of odors or any kind of odor for that matter. Um, and uh, so they are very well for that if, if, you're, if you have a, a, you know, a car that you bought. Uh, let's face it, if you buy a used car and somebody smoked in it at some point, usually you can smell that for quite yeah. some time after and uh, you can actually help deal with some of that yeah. uh, with this unit. So, so yeah, I think just one more thing to kind of add on that. I think it's important for, um, for everybody listening and for, for all of our, our customers really. I mean, it is the, uh, I know what my opinion is on this, but I'm sure your opinion is kind of the same. So uh, when we talk about air scrubber and we talk about um, UV lights and that kind of thing, I mean, is that the only thing that, that our customers should be doing for, for air quality and their system? And, now, my, my opinion is there's a couple different options uh, or the things you should consider in every single home that, uh, and actually I shouldn't say home necessarily, but individual, um, is going to maybe need a different set of requirements. So if I'm dealing right. with somebody who is, you know, hyper allergic to just about everything inside of their house, their home or, or in the air or, you know, they just, you know, it, once they go outside, you know, especially in certain times of the year, they have a lot of allergies and things like that. Right. We're going to treat that person very, very different than somebody like myself. I have no allergies or anything like that. So in my house, you know, I have a fairly decent filter, but I don't go all the way to the top end. I, I don't really need it. I, I just looking to catch dirt. You know, I just don't want yeah. the dust to get out. And then I go downstream with my air scrubber to kind of deal with anything that gets past and get with the stuff that isn't making it to the filter. What a lot of people don't realize is that inside of their home, um, you know, if you let the fan run all day on your unit, only 10% of that total air in that house is going to ever make it back to the filter. Okay. That's a pretty small number. So everybody thinks you put a good filter in, all of a sudden I'm going to catch all the dust in my house. Not necessarily the case. Okay. So you got to be careful on that. So in my case, I am catching the dirt that does make it. I'm catching everything that I can. Um, you know, that, that matters to me is just keeping my, my coil clean on my unit. But then beyond that, I'm looking for my air scrubber to knock everything else that's down inside of the house and get into my sweeper yep. and, and then deal with everything else on the air quality side. Yep. Uh, for the people that have, uh, that, that have very acute symptoms to a lot of different things, there I would, I would definitely go with a very upgraded um, filter in front of the equipment again, in front of the furnace. Um, that's going to bring that air from the return side through the furnace, but something that is going to catch down to one micron, something that's just, you know, you can't catch virus size. If you can catch virus size, if you can catch virus size, you're probably not getting air through it. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's one of the things that, that you got to watch, but, yeah. um, probably be good to get those ducts clean too. Like duct the, cleaning yeah. is huge. That's, yeah. that's a service yep. that we got. We, that's offer. right. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, you can you can make up a lot of combinations. Um, so every home is different. Yeah, and every, every customer is different. Home. We can certainly help with right. any of those solutions. People yeah. that have a, a high high cases of asthma allergies, um, 
that kind of thing. There are ways to make almost every home about as clean as possible. So at least when they're in the home, yeah, they are sleeping, they're, they're able to they're sleep in, well. In environment yes, they don't need to have a lot of you know they don't have to, have to take a bunch of drugs to get themselves to sleep <laughs> to keep them you know sure. So it yeah. it is it it's very doable, but it has to be done well. Yeah, cool. sure. Nate, uh, one one more question about this. Yeah. So is is there maintenance involved? Is this uh, once and done? kind of thing yeah so as far as the I mean as far as the air scrubber goes as far as maintenance on that yeah that's um, yeah yeah this the cell should be changed um, usually two to three years um, is, is what both air scrubber recommend and we recommend um, there's a nice you know bright blue light um, that that'll come on the air scrubber uh, basically just like a identification light so if the light goes out it's just you need the cell changed um, when we come out at the maintenance we check it make sure everything's working okay on it change it for you um, as far as filters go, um, timeline on those, if you have a, a, a higher efficiency media filter, um, usually you can get away with somewhere between six and 12 months, depending on uh, individual home application. Um, if you have a one inch filter, really should be trying to change those every 30 days. Um, again, if, you, if we mentioned this last week, if you don't change it every 30 days, don't feel bad. Less than 1% of Americans actually do that, um, but it is a good thing. Um, you know, an HVAC system is probably the third largest investment that a homeowner will make in their lifetime. Um, so it's important. If you have any questions, don't don't be afraid to to reach out and, and that, ask. That, that's sort of nice job, Nate. That's put puts us right into the ne- next segment. <laughs> and, uh, the pointer of the day is it's going to actually start getting warm here pretty soon. Yeah. So what should sure. what should people start thinking about? Um, it's it's probably going to hit seventy in the near future, eighty degrees and Thank it's not goodness. far off. Yeah. Yeah, Thank goodness, ready, right? I'm ready to get out of this snow. <laughs> I am done. Oh, yeah. that's so it. What, yep. what are some things that uh, homeowners should start thinking about right now? Yeah, so a couple things. Um, one, I mean, one that's that's really important is just test your test your your air conditioning system when it gets up to you know 70 uh, later in this week. Um, just turn it on. Uh, make sure that it is you know you are getting you know cool air out of the vents. Um, make sure that it, it turns on and it runs. Um, you know, some homeowners that, that have just an air conditioning system on top of their gas furnace, um, it hasn't ran since, you know, September, October maybe. Right. Um, so just, you know, turn it on, make sure it works. Um, if there is any kind of leaves or anything in, inside or around the unit, clear them out. Um, and like I said, make sure, make sure it turns on. Uh, if you have a heat pump, uh, flip it over in the, in the air conditioning, make sure everything turns on. Um, check that filter. Uh, it's always a good time at the change of a season to make sure you have a good filter in there, a new filter. Um, and it, probably the one most important thing, um, have an HVAC professional come out. Um, do, a, do a full maintenance on it before the season. Um, we're starting to actually pile up on those right now. So yeah. uh, our line's actually starting to, to grow here. So um, as most companies are. So yeah, it's really important just to have AC maintenance done on that. One thing I'll say to that, so I've been in this industry for a long time, and I just, I, I am amazed. There's no amount of warning I can put out to anybody that anybody ever really listens to, and that right. is that please do what he just said, because I'm telling you that, that everybody else is going to wait until that first yeah. hot day, and everybody's going to turn on at the same time. And then there's several things that you get to wait, you get to have. You get to wait in line. And then you also are going to get to pay a premium because, let's face it, there's no discounts when it's really, really busy. So nobody's doing anybody any favors at right. that point. But yeah. there's no amount of warning I can ever put out 
none <laughs> that, that ever gets this accomplished that people actually go out okay yeah the next time it gets warm I'm going to remember to do this yeah so, I don't, so we'll don't this wait till it's 90 degrees to turn it on turn that's it what we're on saying now. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good time to get your maintenance yep. scheduled we talk about indoor air quality and give yep. good solutions um, it's also a good time to make sure those outdoor faucets aren't frozen and broken and things like that Yep. Just a lot of good change of season yeah. is a good time to do yeah, what, what a lot of people don't realize is when we come out and do a maintenance, uh, you know, we are there for the piece of equipment. But the thing is, let's face it, I, I believe 90% of the people that, that Americans out there don't really know how a lot of the mechanical things in their home work. And the thing is, when you get one a, a tech out, it doesn't matter if, you know, if he's an HVAC tech or what, but... These guys do have a little bit of background. They do have a mechanical background and, yeah. and a real skilled tech. So, I mean, you can ask them anything and they'll be able to give you good answers or give you some good guidelines. But, yeah. but the big thing is, is that we can see things before they happen. Um, you know, it's not a crystal ball, yeah. but it is. We do and you have this intuition. We can, we can hear something that's not quite right or we can just tell. Yeah. And it's something that, you know, most homeowners just are not going to know that that noise is not normal. Right. And right. wow, we can fix it now. And the thing is, it's a lot, a lot less expensive to fix things inside of a maintenance than it is to have an emergency call. Because we mentioned this last week, we'll probably mention a lot of time. Emergency calls, they only happen. I mean, your furnace only decides not to work, <laughs> or your air conditioner decides not to work. You know, generally in early morning hours, on holidays or weekends. Saturday, Sundays, yep. when you have people. Yep. So that's when it's going to decide it. to conk out. So we can save <laughs> yep. you the hassles. That's right. For sure. Right. I mean, how many times have we walked in the house and, and our techs or even ourselves will actually yeah. pull out the manual and people are like, what? You know, what's that all about? I yeah, thought yeah right. It all. Right. No. <laughs> no. It's every boiler is different. Yeah. Every year gets a revision. Right. There's no way to know it all. Yeah, we actually rely on tech. That's tech kind of one of the... Um, exciting and, and fun things about HVAC is that there's there's just so much. Uh, there's so many different ways to, to heat and cool your home. Um, and then we get into a lot of different things too. When we're putting a boiler system together, we're doing a lot of plumbing and um, same similar things that a, a plumber or an electrician would do. So um, that's why it's, it's really exciting to be in this industry. Um, and that's why we need people like PA Petroleum that kind of gathers all that information and helps distribute it to to our technicians in a way that um, makes sense and is easy for them to learn. I mean, I, I think you would agree with, with our techs between in-house training and, and training that we send them out to. I mean, we're, we're at least at 100 hours of, of training a year, yeah. and um, it's really to make sure our guys are staying on top of it, getting ahead of everything new that's coming to the market because it's ever-changing. Um, yep. There's new rules, regulations, and um, new equipment, new efficiencies. I mean, it, it's ever-changing. It doesn't stop. Absolutely, and, and speaking of... Uh, of things that we never knew uh i, I came across a pretty cool um, or interesting i should say I, I don't know i feel like i gotta go home and try I this myself knew everything <laughs> i did not know this but, oh, okay. did not know this but if you did by the way ever want to uh, create some heat oh, apparently and i probably ought to have a disclaimer on this that please do not try this at home but i know about <laughs> as soon as i say this everybody's gonna want to go try yeah, it yeah that's right if you so, say don't try it it must be pretty bad i know right yeah, this, this ought to be great but they say that if you put a grape in a microwave, it'll burn. Really? Absolutely. And so anyway, this I, I, had, to, I had to write this down. There's <laughs> no way I was going to remember this. So apparently back in 2011, a physicist at the University of Sydney went viral after he placed a grape in the microwave and filmed a fiery, fiery aftermath. And oddly enough, scientists could not explain the phenomenon until quite recently. 
Uh, in March of 2019, a study published by Proceedings of the National Academy of Science, whoever they are, uh, reported that the fruity fireball occurs as a result of the loose electrons and ions that cluster to form plasma when grapes get hot. So there you go. <laughs> I don't really know how to follow up. On that, but we don't sell microwaves, so that could be a. That's true, problem. and I don't think we sell grapes either. Yeah. So. So. But and I don't know, you know, when they get a boiler that can figure out, you know, when they can figure out how to run a boiler off of uh, grapes, we can run a circuit for you for the microwave or something <laughs> like that. But that's about it. But um, so anyway, I thought that was a very odd and very different. And like oh, I said, I goodness. feel like I might need to try it when I get out. That's the maybe we should try it right after this in the lunchroom. But uh, wow. So one other thing, Vince, you want to talk about what we did on March twelfth? Um, if you were lucky enough to live in Denver, uh, we ended up buying a little bit of coffee for people. Absolutely. Yeah. So another partner that we worked with in our local community was uh, Courtyard Cafe. Uh, Courtney, she's uh, she's one of our customers. She does a lot of work with us, and and we thought we'd help uh, help her business out by uh, giving uh, taking a little bit of time. To uh, to give the community uh, anybody showed up between I think it was was it hours of nine. It's nine between o'clock? eight. It was between eight and ten o'clock. Eight and ten. Day. So yeah. yeah, we we just bought everybody coffee that came through, and uh, you know it was a good way for us to to uh, get our name out there. It was a great way to partner up with her, um, and uh, and that's what we want to see. We want to do more of that stuff too, yep. where we can uh, work with uh, people inside of our community, yep. make their businesses bigger, better. And uh, yeah, it gives an opportunity to advertise, you know, for her, and uh, just tell everybody to come on out if you've never tried and a courtyard. We're, we were able to thank our customers that were local. So. Absolutely, yeah. So it was a lot of fun. So we're looking to do that more often throughout the community. Maybe an effort to let it some places like that. Yeah. yeah. So you might see us around. Maybe they'll see you guys out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, absolutely. Who knows? It's always good to put. Uh, <laughs> you guys sign autographs. I mean, that might. I don't know if you want that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we have to wrap it up here uh, okay. coming down to the end so yeah. next uh the next podcast that we're going to do is basically going to be around energy savings we're going to stay with that theme okay and we're going to look at geothermals and we're going to dumb it down a little bit so most yeah. uh, most homeowners can learn about geothermal yeah so. geothermal is a misconception a lot of times and we'll see if we can't bring that around to where it's better easier to understand sure. and also the benefits of what it can do for for most anybody actually yeah. So. yeah. If anybody wants us to cover any topics with this podcast, how would they tell us? Well, well they can go to our website. Uh, that'd be one place. Uh, hit the yeah. contact us uh, tab. Yep. Uh, feel free. You know, just put in the put in maybe the subject line podcast question or comment. Absolutely. And we'd love to take that. Uh, in fact, we we would strongly encourage it. We we'd, we'd love to hear from you guys. There's, yeah. Um, we're still kind of new at this, so we don't uh, we don't get a we don't have a mailbag just to say you know per se uh, at the moment. Hopefully, but, we have uh, them, I'm we, for that. we want to uh, we want to get a mailbag segment going here where we yeah. take one or two questions out of the week and and answer them. So any kind of question, in fact, I would I would encourage you to try to stump us. Uh, we we enjoy it. Uh, yep. We like the difficult stuff, and uh, yeah, we have a Facebook page. People can ask questions on yep. there. And yeah, let absolutely. us know. Absolutely, all uh, kinds of ways. Yep. All right. That's a a wrap. Starting off. Very good. Thanks for uh, joining us. We'll see you next week.